What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Good morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson, and I'm joined this morning by Jason and Marty Foster. You two have not been on a morning show yet, but glad to have you on a morning show. This is a little bit more laid back. This is not as serious. And you know, I, I know, Marty, that's that's how you, you kind of have to snap out of it. I don't know if you can do that. I don't, are you capable of snapping out of the not-so-serious attitude? Hang on. Who, yes, yes who, he is. Who was the man who suggested we did uh, an entire podcast on comedy? I think you'll find that was me. That was you. Yep, that was you. Who that told you. a succession of incredibly funny jokes? I think you'll find that was me. That was you. So, yes, I, I can snap out of it, mate. Yeah. In fact, I, 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 know, I remember. I know, I know it's the morning, but I'm just trying a bottle of Qua Abbey 6.5% ale, and it's delicious. Cheers. Happy Traitor's Day for yesterday. I shall hold a toast up for for you with my Vimto, nice, nicely <laughs> non-alcoholic drink. Which is an anagram of vomit, by the way. <laughs> it is. Okay. All right. Well, I tell you what. Th- thank you for the um, thank you for the wish for uh, for trees and day for us colonials. You know, our, excuse me, us ungrateful colonials, I should say. So yeah. uh, that's what I've been getting from you and uh, and Alex for a good number of years now, and so I've just accepted my fate for what it is. You know, an accident of birth, I suppose. But now, it's a. Uh, it's it's nice to have you on, and yes, you did suggest the uh, the comedy thing, and you did do a whole rolling uh, thing of jokes, and I do recall. You know what? We're gonna have to do another comedy one now. Now that I think on it, because I, I believe the hardest I laughed that night was when you said, "And remember, if you're driving, make sure you've got a car." <laughs> <laughs> I, look, that's I can't claim um, you know credit for that joke. It's a very old joke, and it's the way. A lot of stand-up comedians in the seventies and eighties used to end their end, end their act, but yeah, that, that has always made me laugh as well. So I'm glad it made you laugh. It did, it did. And you know what? Okay, now I'm I'm sitting here saying, all right, let's not get into anything too serious. But uh, all right, I, I have to pull this one up because you're here, and we don't get to talk about this very often. So I, I want to talk about Iran. Right. They they some flares were fired. Uh, yeah. I, some flares were fired at an Iranian power plant. Right. Which is the latest in a series of incidents. So they had 19 people killed on Tuesday at an explosion in a medical clinic uh, in a cap or excuse me, in uh, the north of the capital in Tehran, uh, which was caused by a gas leak. But there was also some tor- some sort of, a, quote, sabotage at a, uh, a nuclear facility in Iran also. Have they actually developed their nuclear stuff to the to the point where it's it's safe? I mean, I know that we've would, we've heard stuff back and forth about Iran's nuclear or Iran's nuclear deal and and this and that. But have they actually got safe facilities to to do this kind of work? Do do you know anything about that? I imagine that they have. That nobody, no scientist or nuclear engineer is going to um even remotely work at a nuclear facility that doesn't have good safety and and sound engineering. However, one minute there was a deal on, wasn't there? The the EU was pushing for the deal, and I think they still are. 
but it's America that have that have extracted from from the nuclear deal to give them the nuclear power that they want in return for them not turning their plutonium and uranium into weapons grade material. So yeah, I imagine they have got the facilities that are safe enough to conduct nuclear research at the very least. And I believe they are still progressing towards nuclear power plants. Okay. Serious topic is over. All right. So give me give me a rundown. What's in, what's going on in the UK? All right. Off the top of your head, give me the uh, g- give me the latest of what's well, happening in the UK. The pubs opened this yeah. morning at six o'clock. Six o'clock this morning. Six a.m. Pubs opened. Yeah. yeah. But I believe there's a three pint limit. There's one way systems uh, drawn on the floor in arrows. There's um, oh, perspect partitions between between tables and booths. Oh, for God's sake. That's embarrassing. So, That's what that is. That's embarrassing. Well, I haven't been. in the background laughing because I used my longest standing job ever still so far was, was as a barman in various pubs in the South, but one particular called The Hobbit in, in Southampton. And and the thought of one of three pipe limits and one way systems is is wonderful and almost entirely impractical. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll wait to see the news tomorrow to see if anything majorly adverse has happened as a result of the pubs opening. I couldn't give a monkey's. So I don't really go to pubs anymore. Anyway, no, I, I don't bother to go to pubs these days because it's too expensive. I much prefer to drink my good British beers by a campfire out in the woods with friends as opposed to paying through the nose for them in some, you know, low-level hostelry. You dodgy old hippie, you. Yes, um, yes, I am. <laughs> um, but I can tell you for a fact that, that because um, I'm still in touch with a, a lot of my friends on the ambulances currently, they are bracing themselves because uh, <laughs> drink goes hand in hand with mayhem i'm afraid in this country and no uh, it doesn't i've never i've never seen <laughs> out of control uh british tourists in the costa del sol or the algarve never no. never seen that no, and never in in mallorca or 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 no I, Mag- magaluf was a slice of heaven magaluf. let me tell you no, I'm sure it's Lagana Beach on on Zakynthos is wonderful, you know. For that, the, the rest of uh, Zakynthos is a beautiful place. It's probably my favourite Greek island of all. Uh, it's, it, you can escape them, thankfully, because it is confined more or less to one one beach. But yeah, no, the, the Brits the, the Brits have no reputation for overdoing it at all and being ridiculous when drunk. No. Did Marty tell you about the hen party that I was privy to at at the hotel I was at in the Algarve in Portugal? To be honest, Jason, these girls, these girls sounded uh, an absolute paragon of virtue compared with some of the things you and I have both seen. But Johnny being this wide-eyed, naive American, although living in Germany, yeah, they they shocked him. But from what he told me, they were were probably Sunday school teachers. (laughs) No, they they didn't shock me. They, they didn't shock it, me. It does amuse me when I, when I bump into Americans in a pub in this country and they tell me they can drink and, and I don't drink and I can um, usually outlast them and I don't drink very much. And then I can introduce them to my friend Gary, who can still stand after 18 pints of Guinness. I'll give away a trade secret now. Whenever we uh, were in concert with a American ship and we'd go into a port, uh, we'd invite the Americans on board because we have beer on board. Now, American warships only have beer when they've been at sea for 40 days and they get issued one bottle each. 
This is why they've got such a big drug problem on board their ships, because they don't get beer. So Matlows are quite happy on beer. So anyway, we'll get into a port. We'll we'll call the Americans over. We'll give them a few British beers on board the ship, and then we'll all go out together. And usually by that time, the Americans are so drunk and generous that we don't have to pay for anything else for the rest of the night. It's called a grippo. Um, as in, we grip yes, hold we- of the American and take his take his wallet for a walk. <laughs> yeah, we we are quite generous when it comes to that. We're like, hey, let me buy you a drink. You seem like a nice English fella. Come on over here. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nowadays I, I don't let anyone buy me drinks um, because that way I don't have to talk to anyone. But um, yeah, in in those days, it, it was a wonderful thing if we found an American sailor who'd have a couple of beers and then would take us out for a drink for the rest of the night. That was that was always good. You know, you mentioned there, Jason, about uh, running into Americans that say that they can drink. There's a big difference between the alcohol level in the U.S. to what it is on this side of the pond. There's a big difference. So it, it was one of the things that, yeah, it, it shocked me the most. I mean, of course, I don't drink anymore, but it shocked me the most when I, when I came over here the first time because I was one of those guys. You know, I was one of those guys in the States where I could drink and drink and drink like a fish. But when I came over here, I had two beers and I fell off the chair. That's the difference. That's the difference is this. And it's the same thing when it comes to petrol as well. You guys just run off jungle juice over here for some reason. I don't know why, but that's just what it is. So that's why you run into that problem, I think. We have more discerning tastes. That's all. We we like our cars to run on stuff that actually runs them properly. Hey, I, now, no, American on. muscle I, cars. Be careful. Be careful. Mm. We, I'm not talking about the the cars. I, I'm a big fan of American muscle cars as it goes, which is great as an as a slightly aging hippie to be a massive car nerd. But it's what you decide to put into them that's the issue. Yeah, it's 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 your your normal gas is what we what we use as normal petrol is what you would call super, and our super is like you say rocket fuel compared to what you put in. Your yeah, cars. it is. It's like here, it's one oh like octane wise, it's one oh six. It's just insane. It's just yeah. It's, but you are so at the hang range. on, hang on. Why then, in every movie I've ever seen, when as the muscle car, if the octane level is so low in your fuel. Do the cars roll down the cliff and immediately explode? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> you, know that's, you know that isn't true anyway. Well, what, what they're showing you, true? what they're showing you, is the actor's head exploding, and it just causes a chain reaction <laughs> in the car. <laughs> I like that. Yes, the ego, the ego explosion. Ah, yes. that makes perfect sense now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did fall foul in the United States of America. Uh, well, it was Hawaii, actually. It was the first time I ever experienced the fact that people order their beer in pitchers instead of glasses. Oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I had four beers, expecting four beers to arrive, and four pitchers arrived. So we drank the whole pitcher each because there were four of us, and then we ordered another four. And it was only after a while that we noticed all these clean glasses on the table because we were drinking straight out of the jugs. Um, but anyway, I digress. That night, uh, this is something we should have talked about the other day when we were talking about um, the police forces and all the rest of it. I was on Oahu, so whether it was a Oahu police department or what, whatever police department it was that patrols Pearl Harbor, I'd gone back to, to my ship in a taxi, but I'd fallen asleep in the taxi, unfortunately. I got out of the, 
the, the taxi to be greeted by two policemen. I showed them ID, my ID card and one took it off me. So as he tried to take my ID card off me, I put him in a very gentle wrist lock. It was at that point when his partner put his gun to the back of my head and so I let go. So I only had, in, in a space of, uh, of a week, I had the first night ashore and then the last night uh, ashore in, in, in Oahu because I was under stoppage of leave for the, <laughs> for the days in between. But yeah, that's, that's the last time I ever put an American police officer in a wrist lock. I've you never know. put a police officer in a wrist lock. I don't think. No, uh, you should have heard what you should have heard what he did to those poor French police officers. Well, it was their fault. They woke me up. I I had fallen asleep once again, <laughs> and um, and 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 they used their nightsticks to wake me up. So I used their nightsticks to. Did they poke you, or did they just stick. kind of smack you across the arm with it? The, the, they hit me. They hit me. They hit you. They actually hit they, you. I, I may have I may have been prodded a couple of times and not responded, but I certainly responded when they hit me. Anyway, I'm I'm I'm, I'm embarrassing there's myself now. There's only one person I would uh, I would be less inclined to hit than Martin, and he's he's a friend of both of ours who <laughs> has a remarkable resemblance to Father Christmas. He does look like Father Christmas. He, he, he does. Yeah. He does. He he is one of the gentlest, most peaceful people you could possibly meet and funny old thing i like the way you've segued that because he should be with us on monday oh marvelous yes um, My- until you until you get him angry and he just knows how to put you on the floor and knows how to take you out with thought almost <laughs> it doesn't he, he <laughs> demonstrated it on people in front of me and i've gone how on earth do you do that? Please never do it to me. Maybe coming up on just coming up on Tuesday. Since you bring that up, I, I have actually I've been yeah. meaning to plug this for the last few days, and of course yesterday yesterday we couldn't because we were you know we I told Bruce I finally told Bruce I said look man let's just take the night off right we'll we'll air our New World Order podcast because that's so relevant to what we're seeing right now because those are the groups of tyrants that are trying to overthrow the West. So I've been meaning to plug this uh, because we weren't here yesterday, but. Um, Oh, and, and we weren't here yesterday to, to plug it. So uh, coming up on Tuesday, Tuesday for you, the listener, we're going to do it uh, Monday evening, but Tuesday for you, the listener, we're going to be doing a self-defense podcast and it's going to be uh, Marty and it's going to be, who, who are you bringing on? Who, who are you bringing on to do Let's this? Let's just video? call him Santa for now. We're calling Santa. All right. We'll, because yeah. he's going to give you, he's going to give you the gift of self-defense and talk about it on, uh, on Monday. Uh, or on Tuesday, I'm sorry. So, uh, yes, do tune in to us on Tuesday for uh, Self-Defense Podcast. It's going to be great. Uh, I've really been looking forward to that. I've been looking forward to that one for probably better part of six months to a year almost since we've started this. Do you know what today is? You know what the significance of today is, uh, Marty? Traitor's Day. No, I don't. Yeah, but you know what else? You know what else it is? Is it one year today that we've been going? One year today. One year today. Uh, I specifically decided last year that we were going to launch it on July. We did our first recording on July 4th. Brilliant. Brilliant. Well, happy birthday, everybody. Such yeah. a colonial thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> we had to. We had to. Because it's, I mean, that's kind of the reason we started all this stuff in the first place, which was we need a forum to where we can actually speak out to people and we can get them into a position where they can talk about things that actually matter. Because if you flip on the TV, I don't care what country you're in, right? It happens here where I'm at, too. You flip on the TV, you hear nonsense. You hear things that don't really matter. 
You hear conversations about what goes on on the surface, but you don't have anybody that really drills down into it. And those that do try to drill down into it, what happens to them? They're thrown off the networks and you never hear from them again, especially in this day and age. Same thing in the papers. You get somebody out there that tries to talk some sense in in one of the papers. They get thrown out. So until they come after this medium, which... You know, we're so gracious to, to be on all these platforms. Spotify has us, Pandora has us, iHeartRadio has us, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. It's very generous that they actually allow us to, to broadcast on their platforms. And we appreciate that because I know that some of these stances that a lot of these companies are taking. And so for us to still be able to be uh, available on those platforms, I think it's fantastic. But it allows us to reach a wider audience and get people thinking. Because I say this constantly. This is why we picked logic, reason, and common sense. Because in a world gone mad, those are the three things that we need, no matter where you come from. If you want to normalize society, then you need those three pinnacles of it to hold it together. Would you not agree? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't always agree with you, but I do on this particular occasion. We need to have a forum where, I mean, like we've already touched on, my politics are very different from from Martin's. Uh, I haven't spoken to you long enough, Johnny, to to work out exactly what your politics are, but we need a we need to have an open conversation about it. It needs to, again, yeah. I touched on our last podcast, transparency. We need transparency. Without it, you can't have an informed decision. You need to share your views to, 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 for democracy to actually work if it's real democracy. Let's just analyse that, that well-known phrase and saying, never talk about religion or politics. Why, why do you think that that has become or why that's always been sort of a, a, a cautionary tale for everyone? Why, why do you think we can't talk about religion and politics? To keep the masses down. They're my two favourite subjects. Is, is it to keep the masses down or, or is the advice given so that you don't fall out with people? But if we were talking about it and it was accepted, if if my standpoint, which is just because you have a different view, you can still be my friend. If everybody had that standpoint, there wouldn't be any arguments about it. It's to keep the masses down. It's so that people don't discuss it, so that we get this this shutdown of people about talking about religion and politics, so that the politicians and the church can say what they want and get away with it yeah and 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 that's why i think it's been such a a a repressive piece of advice because you're right if we were talking you know if the broader population of the uk for instance were having proper conversations about politics do you think that the absolute cockwombles that are in Parliament at the moment would be there. No. They see, wouldn't, would they? If I, people had proper conversations, you get the politicians you deserve. So if you deserve decent politicians because you've had a proper conversation about politics, then you'll get them. But if you don't have a proper conversation, you don't get them. Yeah. Oh, it's an easy yes. solution to my side of the pond natively. I'm talking about the US. There's an easy solution to deal with those politicians over there. Arrest them. <laughs> that, I mean, that's the easiest way to deal with it because having a slightly more final way of doing it as well would say isn't isn't statistically being president of the United States the most dangerous job on earth? Um, How many of them have been assassinated? Well, it's well only actually. Yeah, you've only had a couple of assassinations, but I mean, you've had attempts. You've had a lot of attempts. But the um, yeah. the, the thing is, is, 
I mean, look, we're dealing with a different level of corruption. I, I know we talk about corruption and stuff with politics, but in the U.S., we're dealing with a different level of corruption, especially the way that our system is. We're looking at a system on this side of the pond where it's essentially it's almost like a top down system. The U.S., it's the reverse of that. It's a bottom up system. Everything starts at the local level and then goes in the upper direction. So the problem we ha- we're having in the U.S. is you've got mayors and you've got state governors that are over these bureaucracies, like bloated police departments and things like that. And they own the court systems largely. They own the... And George Soros, our friend George Soros, I'm going to get on to this one again. He couldn't buy up prosecutors at the federal level. So he changed tactics. He started going to the local level a couple of years ago, about two, three years ago. And he started buying up local district attorneys all across the United States. So when we would get to this particular point we're at right now with the riots in the streets, they wouldn't be prosecuted. So they're being turned loose. There's not a you can arrest them all day long. Right. At the same time, they're undermining the police. They can arrest them all day long. But if you don't have a prosecuting attorney in that district, well, you're not going to get any cases. So you're just going to have them dismiss the case. They're going to get thrown out. So essentially, like I said, there's an easy solution to that. Just start arresting these people. (laughs) Right. So but then you're under the cover of, well, okay, well, you can't actually arrest an elected official. Why not? Why can't you? If they're undermining your society, then why can't you? I mean, they swear an oath to the, the Constitution of the United States, and if they don't uphold that, well, then you kind of have to. Are those, are those laws actually written, though, Johnny? I mean, that's, this is a genuine question. They, What's they that? may, uh, as, as in, here I am, I'm a politician, but I choose um, not to hold up the Constitution. And oh, no. I might- oh, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, that's that. Of course not. No, that's not a written law. No, I'm just saying that because that's what's espoused. Yeah. So, although I kind of agree with you that the 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 way to solve the problem of of these corrupt individuals is to arrest them. If you look at what happened to intellectuals, academics, Democrats in countries like Cambodia when the Mm -hmm. revolution came, yeah, they weren't just they weren't just arrested. They were arrested, yes, taken to a field, and shot. Yeah. So we have to be careful. No, no, no I'm, I'm not. T- I'm, just- I'm not telling you to be careful. What I'm saying is, when we make broad statements like arrest them, we have to be careful what we're wishing for because that's we, true. Things are already quite totalitarian and, and that's tyrannical. Um, but last I checked. No, no, of course not. No, of course not. And and like I've said many times here, you know, I, I believe in the judicial system, right? I believe in actual justice. And when you have people openly committing sedition, I mean, the decision here seems clear. I mean, I'm not saying, of course not, you know, not not what not what you were uh, describing there. Of course not, absolutely not. But they need to be tried. But yeah, you look at you look at the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. The politicians that sat back. Uh, you know, the public officials that sat back and let that situation develop, they should face criminal charges. Absolutely. They should face Absolutely. charges for treason because Absolutely. they allowed U.S. sovereign soil to um, be overrun and overtaken by a hostile force. So, you know, to, to my mind, they, they should face criminal charges. But those kind of charges, they're, they're there somewhere on the statute books, but the ones that you were talking about for the the rest of the country, the rest of the low-level uh, corruption, those those crimes just don't exist as crimes. 
So someone can't be charged with and arrested for those crimes. But I was I was just going to chime in and say in this country, apparently, if you've got somebody, a politician who is shown to be a liar and shown to have broken the law in a few ways, you stick a wig on him and elect him to prime minister. How <laughs> yeah, right. You. How dare you? He's got gorgeous yeah, how, blonde how, hair. Yes, of course. How... How dare you? Not you know, we got to bring her in on this. How Hold on. dare you? Yeah. See now, now look what you've done. Oh, hello, Greta. Now yes. look what you've done. You, you brought in. You brought in the angry you kid. Opened up the whole can of Greta on you. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. all right. It, 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 okay. I know some of your guys' views on on Greta, and some some of my friends' views on Greta in both directions. However, isn't it a little bit strange that that an, an angry kid is the person who's got the world talking about it whether you think that she's airing her own views or not uh, i'm not getting into but but it is the angry kids who are getting the world talking about these things at the moment isn't it all right we're gonna have to jump we're gonna have to jump out of here this morning so thank you guys for being here this morning thank you to all the listeners probably stopping some more please check us out later on this afternoon and i hope everyone has a great morning